Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. market update with Money FM 89.3. All right, here's a look at how markets wrapped up and we've got stocks down after the Federal Reserve raised rates by 25 basis points as widely expected. And this is to a target range of 5 to 5.25%. That is the highest level since 2007. And we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 0.8% by 270 points to 33,414. The S&P 500 dropped 0.7% to close at 4,090. And we have the Nasdaq Composite lower by 0.5%. So all three benchmarks are on three-day losing streaks. To help us figure out what's going on, we've got Kelvin Wong. He is the Senior Market Analyst at Owenda. Good morning, Kelvin. Hey, hi. Good morning. Good morning, Ryan. Yeah. Hey, thanks for well, getting into numbers with us so early. So let's start with the overall reaction in markets first. What do you make of the sell-off? Sure. Uh, so firstly, uh, we got to be very clear over here is that there's a difference between a fat pause and a fat pivot. So initially, what we foresee over here at this moment in time, yes, there's a high probability of a fat pause given the change in the tonality of the uh, Federal Reserve Monetary Policy Statement that was released uh, immediately after the decision to actually hide the 25 basis point hike on the Fed funds rate. So one thing for sure is that uh, the Fed uh, actually said that it is famous that it no longer anticipates further rates. So that uh, very clearly for sure that uh, the high chance of a pause and they added that they are watching incoming data to determine if more hikes may be appropriate. So what uh, kind of a uh, taken the market, we call it the, the subtle wind of optimism for this uh, looking mm. for a Fed cut uh, before 2023 ends was actually Fed Chair Powell uh, pressing with the press conference. So what's interesting, I want to, I want to highlight two tonalities in his word they used the Fed conference. Firstly, he actually stated that the current U.S. banking sector is rather healthy at this point in time, despite uh, what we see in the last uh, three days where we start to see a sell-off in the regional banking stocks, despite the kind of a uh, merit deal or the takeover deal by J.P. Morgan over First Public Bank. And also secondly, he also mentioned that over here is that the risk of a recession is a kind of a low probability at this point in time. So all in all, what he implied, he actually implied that the possibility of this credit crunch that's being triggered by this uh, ongoing uh, mini U.S. regional banking crisis seems to be remote at this point in time, which means, i.e., the Fed is actually in no hurry mode to actually uh, kickstart this fresh interest rate cut cycle, which is why it's called term as Fed pivot. So he will rather uh, wait and see to see how the market actually developed at this point in time. So that actually triggered a kind of uh, sell-off in all the 11 uh, S&P sectors. So definitely the worst sector actually was uh, the go- two gold-related sector would be the materials down uh, 11.10%, followed by energy down close to 2%, which is exactly negative 1.9%. And also quite interestingly over here, the Fed doesn't seem to be paying attention to the price action of mm. those banking stocks, which is the financials is actually down by negative 1.2%. So to add off that over here is that there's actually the latest news right now coming in after the market close. There's this one of these regional bank, uh, West Bank Corp is actually looking for a strategic sale. Yeah, so we've got a lot to unpack. I think let's go back to the Fed, what they've been mm. trying to telegraph, right? So we've got a bit of optimism. Uh, investors and traders disappointed to some extent. They were looking for some signs of a rate cut, but that doesn't seem to be happening. Is that in line with your expectations that we won't get a rate cut this year at least? So if you look at the way the Fed, uh, the tone of Fed Chair Powell, it seems to me over here is that he's still looking, he wants to have more concrete evidence. So he's more like a more, uh, in more of a reactive mode 
rather than the pre-active mm. mode. Whereas market expectation wants him to be a pre-active instead. So that that's the disappointment. Right. Uh, what we see the prices, the price action of the, uh, we call it the, the price action of the major US stock. So Powell is sticking to his script, just wait for the data before he can commit to a bigger move. And I think also, interestingly enough, he actually gave a brighter than expected forecast in some fashion because we were all talking about, hey, are we going to get a recession? And then yes. Jerome Powell says, hey, we are going to get growth. This um, scenario of a recession is not its base case. What do you make of this? Yeah, precisely. So, I suspect, okay, rather than uh, we talk about recession over here, uh, it seems to me that he's, okay, definitely he's, he's not looking into recession, but no poverty of a recession. Uh, but he seems to me he's more concerned about inflation targeting because uh, at the start of his press conference, uh, he did also mention that uh, inflation is still way too above Fed's preferred target. So it, it seems to me that we are actually looking for a central bank that is still sticking towards a preference on inflation targeting rather than mm. a concern of a growth slowdown from this uh, ongoing credit crunch that we might start to see potentially arising from this uh, mini crisis. Yeah. Kelvin, let's talk about credit crunch. How bad is it yeah. going to be? Because to some extent, he would also like to see credit crunch. It would slow down the economy. Uh, well, this credit crunch uh, for... What I look at it over here is definitely, if I were to look at market sentiment, right, uh, the, 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 the situation we see over here is definitely you need to see a slowdown in sell-off in the regional banking stocks. So as, as you all know over here is that the regional bank, yeah, even though they are smaller banks compared to like the bigger banks like, like Bank of America, Citibank mm. or JP Morgan, they actually kind of a supply close to 80% of loans to the general public of the, the United States, which is pretty much dependent on them rather than to drive their business, to drive call it, a small business in the price rather than the bigger major banks. Yeah, yeah, Kevin, I'm hearing two sides to the banking story here because mm. on one end, people are saying, hey, that's an overreaction. You've got short sellers jumping on board and just putting even more pressure on it. Mm. The other side is people saying, hey, this is um, what we're seeing right now. Some of these regional banks are more specialty banks. They bank a niche crowd. So it's not a big spillover or contagion event to worry about. Is it a sign or is this um, something we don't need to worry about too much in that sense? Okay, so to, to me, if I look at it, obviously, uh, I'm more concerned about the spillover effect, definitely, the spillover effect mm. in terms of sentiment. So what we could see over here is that when it comes to markets, uh, sentiments are work in a non-linear fashion. So those guys initially, hey, the small banks are not important. Those are linear uh, way of looking at things. So the non-linear way of, of, of looking at things over here is that what if suddenly the credit crunch, uh, the sentiment in these uh, digital banks persists? It kind of leads to what I call these uh, bigger banks. They are more less reluctant to actually supply credit to the smaller businesses. And this is where we will start to see potentially like a risk of what I call that the smaller firms, which is firms like in the Russell 2000, start to see a squeeze in their credit uh, ratings. So that could actually potentially lead to what I call another asset class, uh, which is been my concern, is these uh, high-yield corporate bonds. Uh, so that could potentially get hit negatively as well. Yeah. So okay. you, you see, yeah. So you start to see a cascading of what I call risk of a behavior in multiple asset classes. Yeah, worth noting the regional banking ETF is down more than six percent since uh, Tuesday, and shares of PacWest down nearly two percent after losing about twenty eight percent the prior day, and we've got Western Alliance shares down four point four percent. So we are still seeing some pressure on banking stocks, even though we had that bailout from. Uh, JP Morgan over First Republic. Mm, yes, yes. So it seems to me that the negative negative feedback loop still persists. So I reckon over here is that policymakers got 
to actually address this negative feedback loop by changing certain uh, regulation on how they, how how do they classify as uh, insured uh, deposit by the uh, Federal Reserve Insurance Corporation. Yeah, to some extent, it's a crisis of confidence. Well, I've been yeah. chatting with Kelvin Wong. He is the senior market analyst at Owenda. Kelvin, thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, thank you, thank you. And also, may the Fed or may the Fox be with you. <laughs> may the Fox be with you too, Kelvin. Thank you so much. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.